Hey guys, what's up? This is your girl, Model E of the E and Friends podcast. Welcome to the E Show. And it is the E Show today because I am going solo dolo. I have a great conversation um, with myself for you guys tonight. But before we get into the show, I want you guys to watch this one video that has been so disturbing to me and it has been going around social media and it's about kids and y'all know how I feel about my babies and all the babies out there. I don't like no harm being done to them and it's just such a sad tragic story but for tonight we are going to talk about come get these kids please. (laughs) All the mothers out there who struggle with this you will understand what I'm talking about. So thank you guys for following me on Instagram at eInferencePod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And also, once again, thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend about your girl, Model E. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and do this, okay? Because I just like I say, I feel that this is something that we need to talk about because I really don't like it. I don't. Yeah, these allegations are so disturbing. And the mother says she believed it's gone on for several months. But it wasn't until her son lost his backpack last week and she called here at the transportation department to get to the bottom of this missing backpack that everything came out into the open. Latoya Stormy Monroe is devastated. She says she had no idea that her six-year-old son was being sexually assaulted on the school bus. I feel like as a parent, I failed my child. It hurts. I didn't protect him. I, I don't know what to do. Monroe was joined by community activists today in front of the Aldine bus bar to discuss what they believe happened, that over the past several months, an older child would repeatedly molest and sexually assault Monroe's son on the bus and that the bus driver didn't notice. According to the investigator, the bus driver stopped the bus because she thought they were fighting on the back of the bus, but this mother's child was fighting because he was being raped. Monroe says everything came to light last Tuesday when efforts to track down her son's missing backpack led school officials to look at surveillance video on the bus. Then she got a call. I get to the school and I find out that my son was sexually assaulted. Days of of questioning, days of talking to my child, the details became more and more graphic each and every time. Since then, her son has been treated at the hospital and they've spoken to investigators. In a statement, the district says in part, an investigation by Aldean ISD police and district officials Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. began on Wednesday, February 1st. CPS was notified. Once the investigation has concluded, appropriate action will be taken based on investigation findings. Meanwhile, Monroe says her son doesn't even fully understand what happened. He's not really at his age understanding the magnitude. He actually really stated that, um, why couldn't this kid be given a second chance? If God gives second chances, why couldn't the perpetrator? Monroe says she hopes her speech tonight after she's her six-year-old son was repeatedly sexually assaulted while riding the school bus you guys hear that um 
first, I'm going to say as a mother, I understand how it is when, you know, the kids, they're on the school bus because I have kids that ride the school bus. And I have these conversations with my kids all the time. You know, they are seven and 12 years old. And so uh, this year, uh, actually, my seven-year-old um, doesn't ride the bus because he would have been by himself. His brother had moved on to middle school, so they would have not been riding the same bus. And I oftentimes, you know, question the things that happens on these buses because they used to come home and just talk about all sorts of like fighting, kids being loud and stuff like that, and how the bus driver will just ignore what's going on. And I understand why they, you know, the bus driver can't turn around and look at the kids is because they are driving the bus. And so they got to make sure that everything is safe and that the kids are safe. So they have to focus on the bus. But they have cameras on these buses and stuff, and well, a lot of the buses, and they don't even review the cameras unless something bad happens and it got word to the school and now they want to check the cameras. But for this video, this is a six-year-old boy who was sexually abused on a school bus by an older kid is very uncalled for. It is disgusting. And I just don't understand how no one saw what was going on and no one failed to mention that this was going on. I mean, if this was a bus packed with kids and we know buses are so packed with kids, sometimes they do two and three runs to get kids. That's how packed these buses are. And I just don't believe for a minute that no one on that bus didn't saw anything or couldn't say anything. Now, I don't know the condition of this child. I don't know if he may have had a disability or something. That may be the reason why he didn't say anything. But I feel for this mother, for this little boy and the family. At the end, when she says the, her son ask, well, God gives second chances. Why can't this, you know, person get a second chance? And this is coming from a child who don't know anything about sex, who shouldn't know anything about sex at this age. And for him to be like abused like that and don't really understand what's going on, it's sad. And he really didn't have nobody to protect him. You know, he was on this bus. That's his transportation of getting to and from school. And he was just being abused. I'm sorry, but I can't say on here what I would have done, but I cannot, I cannot imagine anything like that happening to any of my boys, you know? So that's why um, me and dad, we always have the conversation and we take the time to talk to our boys. We ask them, hey, what's going on? What's going on in school? What's going on on the bus? Is there anything that we need to know? We make sure that we have an open policy with them to let them know and understand that we are here for you. We are here to provide safety for you and you are able to come and talk to us about anything. And I mean anything. And um, now that CPS is involved in this situation, hopefully 
that something will be done with this. Um, I'm sure the mother is going to really push this issue and get to the bottom of it. But this child, you know, has went to the hospital, whatever, you know, to get checked out and everything. But it is absolutely horrible and is disgusting. And it hurt me so bad to hear this story. It's all I could have imagined the child on the bus laying on the floor or on the seat, people hovering around, like looking at this go down. Like, I don't understand. Like, I know there are kids and kids do a whole lot of stupid stuff. But to do something like that is very ignorant and it's stupid and it's not right. So I wanted to um, talk to you guys about that tonight and show you guys about that and just, you know, kind of have everyone just, you know, be aware of what's going on, you know, talk to your kids, make sure you ask them questions, you know, probe some questions out of them. You know, this mother had to find out that something happened to her child because of a missing book bag. If she wouldn't have never went and go look for that book bag, she would never know what was going on in that bus. And this has been going on months before this. It's been going on for months. So um, I'm, I'm not happy at all about it. I'm not. But please talk to your kids. Make it comfortable for them to where they know, hey, I can go to my mama and daddy for anything. Don't ever have your kids so shut down and closed to the point where they don't even want to have a conversation with you because those things matter. You know, bus driver is not going to always be there to look after your kids like a babysitter. They can't, you know, they're all the way up there on the bus. The kids is all the way back there. Have you ever stand on a school bus? Do you ever just get on a school bus, stand up in the front? It goes all the way to the back. So there's no way that they can keep their eyes on every little thing that is going on. So just be aware and be mindful, you know, of that. And I just wanted to touch on that with you guys because that really touched my soul. And and when something touches my soul, I gotta speak about it. So um I'm I'm hoping that everything gets resolved and I hope that the kid is okay and hope that this really doesn't have any long-term effect on him. You know, hope mommy takes him to counseling. Both of them goes to counseling together if needed. I'm all for that, but I'm just sorry that he had to go through this. You know, sorry he had to go through this. And not just at his age, but anyone at any age shouldn't have to go through any type of abuse or molestation. Okay, none of that. All right. So for my solo dolo tonight, I told you guys um, I need somebody to come get these kids, please. So I've been just thinking of a way to come at you guys when I'm doing solo dolo, you know, just probably focus on one topic to where you guys can really you know, look inside me and say, hey, oh, 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with her. I, I understand exactly where she's coming from. Instead of going from this topic to that topic, when I'm doing a solo dolo, I'm going to end up giving you guys one thing to talk about. So you're going to have one thing to marinate on. So I'm not going to give you too much homework to do. And um, you guys can tell me if you like it or not, because um, I am switching things up. So let's see where it goes. So um, come get these kids is um, for the busy moms out there, for those who basically don't have a village. You know, a lot of us don't have grandparents, aunties, you know, uncles. We don't have, a lot of us don't have people like those who can just say, hey, I'll watch a kid, you know, go have fun, do what you do. We really don't have that, you know, and I believe uh, good mothers, mothers who are pretty much very much involved in their kids life every step of the way. We tend to have it a little harder and we need people to check on us sometimes because it does get hard. And um, sidebar, I spoke with my mother today and she said, Erica, I know you're tired. You know, I know you're tired of fussing. I know you're tired, you know, because I'm always calling her and I'm telling her, you know, okay, well, this did this today. That one did that. And she's like, well, just wait till summer come, you know, I'll help you out and things. But it's not enough. Like, I want someone to say, Hey, I'm coming to get the kids this weekend so you and Sean can get a break. <laughs> you know, we don't really have that. And so, yes, I know they are my kids. I'm supposed to take care of them. But I remember back in the day when I was younger, I basically had a village. I had a lot of older folks who could watch me. I remember in my early years just starting school. And when my mother and grandmother used to go to work, I used to go to this woman's house, a couple houses down named Miss Lily. Miss Lily, I can remember her. She was this tall, light-skinned lady and she was just sweet as pie. It was her and her husband. And they were older than my, my grandparents. They were older. And I would go to her house I would catch the school bus. And when I come back home, I would get back off at her house. And when my mother, grandmother gets off from work, they will come and get me and we'll go ahead and walk on home. That was a village. I never could have remember hearing my mother say, I can't do this because I don't have nobody to keep Erica. <laughs> you know, I can't do this. I can't go this place because I really don't have nobody to stay with Erica. Never hear that. But I got older and I started having kids. I say that to myself. <laughs> so before I get into that, so I'm gonna go ahead and get in the conversation before we had before kids. So before kids, you are young, and I'll remind you, I had my first child at 27, I would say 27 years old. Not too, not definitely not too early. 
<laughs> and not too late either. So I had my first at about 27. And so before I had kids, you know, I've been doing me. I haven't done a whole lot, but I've done enough to be happy and satisfied with my life. Okay. I'm going to say it like that. So when I met um, my boyfriend, which is currently now my husband, we were free for about, oh my God, uh, can I say a whole year? <laughs> and then we had, you know, our first kid. But um, before he arrived, we used to go out all the time, even if it's just like downtown and hang out, listen to music, have a couple of drinks, you know, just do fun single stuff, do things at the spur of the moment. And once, um, well, yeah, do things at the spur of the moment and not have to worry about coming home to a baby or having a babysitter, got to go and pick up the baby, you know, just doing us, right? So flashback a year later, boom, pregnant, having our first child. Well, we had our first kid and I think we we moved around, traveled a little bit because then we were, he took me to Florida one time because that's where he used to live and Florida became my second home. That's the only place I wanted to go. I didn't want to go nowhere else. I only love Florida because if you guys know me, I do not like the cold weather. I don't. So here now in North Carolina, it's between hot and cold. Today is a little chilly today. And when it gets cold like that, I just want to go and hibernate somewhere or I wish I could just pick up and go to somebody island and live for the winter and come back here on the summer. If I had the opportunity to do that, I would. So we used to go to Florida all the time um, and we just used to go and do a whole lot of things. We used to eat at a lot of different restaurants, you know, little mom and pop stuff. And me, anything made me happy because I wasn't a person who really went out and visit places. So wherever he would take me, it was just heartwarming. <laughs> okay. It was just heartwarming. So I was very easy to be wooed. <laughs> very easy to be wooed. And still is. I'm still am. So we used to do a whole lot of traveling, going places, doing things. You know, he took me on my first train ride. Um, he took me on my first flight. And the reason why we ended up doing the flight the way that we did is because when we got married, uh, my friend and her sister decided to keep passing us shots, 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 back-to-back -back shots. And oh my God, we were so drunk. Not to mention at the dinner, my husband was just off the chain drunk. And I had my time after when we went out, you know, to the club back at the hotel and everything like that. They just kept passing us shots. Well, come to remind you the next day, we're supposed to take our flight and go on our honeymoon. We were supposed to go and visit Cocoa Beach and then we was going to go head on down to Orlando and stay a couple nights there. So before that, we tried and call ourselves driving to the air. I mean, driving on the road because we were going to get on the road and go. 
but we were so messed up the prior night that every bump we hit, it was, you know, like it would have throw up, like want to sit on side of the road or throw up. At one point we did pull on side of the road and was like, we can't do this. We're not going to be able to drive. We got to call somebody. We, we got to take a flight. So I say, you know what? I got an idea. Whoever got us drunk like this is going to be the one who take us to the airport. So, ding, hello. Hey, girl, I need you to come and take us to the airport because now we can't drive because you and your sister messed up our plans. <laughs> so she was like, all right, I'll be there. So she came and she picked us up, uh, dropped us off, and we were on our way. No kids. So could it just do things at a drop of a dime? Okay, so that happened, right? So going back to the kid. So we had our first child and we noticed that it was a decline in traveling. It was a decline in doing things. We never could have been able to do things together because we had this baby my mother was three and a half hours away. I didn't have no family here in North Carolina. Um, my husband, he only had his mom, but she lived like 45 minutes or an hour away. So it just wasn't always an easy drop off, you know? So we we found it pretty hard to do things together at that point. It was always, okay, well, I'm going over here and do that. You go over there and do that. Somebody got to stay with the baby. So it seemed like as the time goes by, it got a little easier. But I guess because we had just got conformed to the idea that, hey, we are parents. We don't have nobody that can drop these kids off to. So we just want to make it work. And we came to that conclusion. And so... Once we had our first one, we, well, I said, I don't want my first kid to be an only child because I was an only child for 13 years. And then my mother popped up with another baby. Here goes my brother. So we are 13 years apart. So I've kind of really been the only child. I've been the only grandchild for a while. I'm the oldest of everything. So... I'm pretty confident and, and I feel good about that. <laughs> but I've just been a solo dolo for a very long time. And I didn't want my kids. Um, I just didn't want to have one kid. So I said, let me just have two. Yes, they're five years apart. Sometimes I wish that I had them, you know, maybe three years apart instead of five years. But I still was undecided what I wanted to do. <laughs> So here we are, um, two kids later, and it's just hard. You know, the life with kids is very hard. Um, now that they are in grade school and elementary school, and for the longest, my seven-year-old, um, he has been pretty good. Um, he really hasn't been you know, doing anything out of the norm. He was just being him. Um, you know, he's, he's a very curious child. He's not a child by far that who is just going to just sit down like a dummy. But, um, you know, some of that stuff, some teachers don't want to deal with that. So you have a little issues with the teachers with that. But 
So this year, school year, he started off perfect. You know, we had our first now we conversation with his teacher and oh my gosh, she was just raving about him. And then boom, Mr. Jones, the youngest, started doing the most. And we are looking at this little dude like, hey, what is going on with you? You know, and I don't know, maybe he's just trying to grow into himself or something. But his one main reason for him always acting like that is um, copying others. And I'm like, dude, you never copied anyone. You were not a parrot. Why are you copying others? And the teacher even said that. Like, is this one little boy in his class that rolls over the floor, makes a big deal, and just disrupts the class and do all of that stuff? And then, you know, mine feels like, oh, I should try that. But no, son, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And it makes it hard um, as, as parents, you know, to kind of dive into that because it's like, we didn't raise you like that. We didn't have this going on before. Why are you doing this now? And sometimes they act as if something is going on in the home. And you know, the school, when the kids start acting like that, they was like, is anything going on at home? That's the first question that they ask. And I don't like that because these kids get everything they want, things that they don't even want they get. They have their own rooms. They have so many things that they can play with. They got games. They got outside activities. They have a whole house. A whole house. Like they have everything that they want and need at their disposal. But they still act like they are not like, you know, a lot of times they're not deserving of it. And we try not to be those parents who don't do anything for the kids, don't give them anything, you know, because when we were kids, like we got things, but we didn't got it like we really wanted it. So we wanted to, you know, change the narrative around and say, when we get kids, we're going to make sure they get, but not to the point where they think they got a red carpet layout for them and that they are, you know, disrespectful and, you know, just disobedient. Like, no, we're not raising those types of kids. We're not doing that. But I don't know what is going on. And a lot of times, you know, I try to take it slow. And when I say take it slow is I realize that me as a person, I am a fusser. Okay. I've grown up in a home where somebody is always fussing. Like just yep, 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 yep. And there's, there's nothing physical or anything like that. It's just, just got to be fussing. You just got to be talking. And I've came to the conclusion years ago that I am that person. And my oldest son which is 12, he realized that because once I get the yapping, 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 him and his dad will look at each other. And I know what that means. I'm like, okay, I'm doing too much. So when um, I, I try to calm that down and I try to talk to them in a like a low, calm voice, but that shit don't work. You know, we go into grocery stores and this is the thing. I have two kids. I try not to take them with me together. 
if one can stay home, I'll let one stay home. But I'd rather not take them both together. You know why? Because when I take them together, that's when they seem to act like donkeys. But if I take one by themselves, they're all the best kid in the world. I don't understand why they do that. And I realize I am not the only parent that goes through that. I've talked to many of my friends and they go through the same thing. And we may revisit this with my friends because uh, my two friends, they have two kids and we're all kind of in a similar boat. (laughs) And I think that'd be a good conversation. But um, I don't take them all the time together because they just act like donkeys. I don't understand why. Now, but this is what I will say. They do not roll over the floor or act out or cry or talk loud or disrespect me. We don't do any of that. The most they would do, the little one, if we go into a store with clothing and a rack, he'll probably go around the rack, hang around the clothes, okay? And I have to redirect him. But if we were in a grocery store, I'd put him in a shopping cart. We're not going to do that in the shop, in the store, in the shopping center. So I'll put him in a shopping cart. And um, it's it's just those little things right there. You know, like the constantly, you know, like got to talk and, and hold redirect. I don't know where that came from, but I'll never act like that. Daddy never act like that. But I say maybe they got it from the granddaddy <laughs> since he told me how he was in school. <laughs> so that's that. So dad and I, we only ask our kids to do two things. And that's to go to school and get your grades and do your little bit of chores around the house. And guys, let me tell you something. When I was younger, and a lot of you, I know, can attest as well. When I was younger, my chores was wash dishes by hand, clean them out, and put them in the cabinets. Sweep the floor. Mop the floor. Sweep the outside porch. Clean my room up, grease my grandmother's hair, iron all her and my granddaddy clothes. I had to do all of that. Today, the choice that my kids have is make sure that the trash in the house is empty. Make sure that the recycling trash goes to the road a certain day of the week. Keep your bathroom clean because we all know boys are pissy. They piss all over the place. And the smell doesn't even bother them, but I stay out of there. Clean your bathroom at least two times a week. Maybe sweep a little bit after you eat. Take the dishes out the dishwasher. Oh, and speaking of that, when my older son does that, I hate our dishwasher. It's stupid. It doesn't fully dry the dishes. So I still have to go in there and take a rag and dry them off. So when I let him do it, Here you go, son. Make sure you dry the dishes. Don't put no wet dishes in my cabinets because I don't want no little company. And we all know water and stuff bring roaches and I ain't having it. (laughs) So he was like, okay, mom, okay. And I go under the cabinet and I get me a pot in the lid the next day. And it's either still dirty a little bit or it's leaking with water. It pisses me off so much. And for me to not fuss and get upset, I do it myself. But then my husband and I had this conversation and we was like, 
we got to start making him be more responsible. And I think he does that because he knows that I don't like it and that I will eventually do it myself and he don't have to do it. I think he does that on purpose. So I am starting to let him do it. And if I got to stand there with him for a few minutes to make sure that he wiped those dishes out, that's what I'm going to do. But I am training my little soldier. Um, He is very good at washing the dishes and drying them out. I'm learning him to put the clothes in the washing machine, put the liquid in there and cutting it on. Um, We're supervising him because nobody touched my washer and dryer and break it. It's going to be a problem. But um, he's pretty good at cleaning. So I think he's going to be my number one man. But he just got a freaking attitude. And um, we can't be doing that. (laughs) And, um, you know, within all of that is just, it's a little hard sometimes. And and we look and we was like, "Where, where do you get this from? You know? We don't act like this. You never see mommy and daddy act a fool. So why are you acting a fool? And I try not to run my blood pressure up, you know, fussing and doing all that, fussing and hollering and going on. But what we have done is we take stuff away. We take their most loved things away. And that is the video games and the cell phones. And so far they have already been in a couple weeks without games. And for all you gamers out there, you know that when you play um, Xbox for a while, you know them updates takes a minute, right? So by the time they get on those games, oh, it's gonna take a whole month for them game to update. We're not playing anymore. We are tired. We need a break. And speaking of needing a break, we we need to get away. Like, yeah, we we need to get away. I think it's 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 healthy for the couples um, in a marriage or in a deep relationship living together should get a break from the kids. And when it's time to take a break from the kids, it's like, okay, do my mother-in-law take them or do my mother take them? Kids still go to school. We don't have nobody to take them to school to make sure they get to school. My mother-in-law lives an hour away. There's no way she can make sure they get to school. So, okay, let's redirect. Well, we'll wait till they got days off. So now we have to wait until they their schedule allows us to do something. It's okay. So. We got that planned out. So now I've decided, okay, well, I'm going to take them to my mom's. Well, I would love for my mom to visit us more often than she do. So the thing about my mother is she drives, but she doesn't drive long distance. My mother is not old by far. Young woman. She's just comfortable and she's just scared to get on the road. So if she do come, somebody have to bring her or have to pick her up. 
So when I do have to take the kids to her, it's kind of of a hassle. It's annoying. Yes, it's very annoying because I have to do so much. Yes, she will keep them, no doubt. But all the things I got to do to get there, to get her to do it, is tiresome. You know, I got to drive three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back. You know, or unless I have somebody that I can have them to meet us somewhere half and half. But most of the time, it's not like that. So that is very complicated. It's complicated. And um, I, I would love for her to do better in that department. So, Mother, if you are listening to this podcast, I need you to, you know, think about your grandkids. I mean, I know you told me once you get into retirement, you're going to come over here more often. And I'm like, and I've already told you, I'm like, no, I need you to come now. <laughs> I don't need you to wait a couple of years from now. I need you to come now. We need to help now, not now, but right now. Okay. So um, I would love that more. Um, and the grandparents, you know, the, the privilege of being called a grandparent. There are some people out there who have grandparents that's just amazing. They volunteer their time with their grandkids. They pick them up from school. When I pick my kids up on school on Fridays and I see the grandpa and the grandma, I get jealous. I do. I get jealous because I'm like, man, I wish I had somebody to pick my kids up so I can have the weekend to myself. <laughs> Wishful thinking. So, you know, just grandparents picking them up from school every now and then or, you know, just coming to stuff that they got going on and, you know, just being there, you know, just being readily available. And I understand it's a different day and age now and these grandparents are really not grandparents anymore because they are trying to live their life too. And some of them are pretty young themselves and they don't want to deal with kids. I understand that. But to say that you are a grandparent and your grandkids got a part of your name, like I really feel that you should be more a part of their lives. You really should. It's not fair to them because at this point, I don't, I don't care about me. I don't care about my feelings. It's about the kids. They don't understand. They, they know that they have a, a grandma and a granddaddy, but they want to see them more. And I'm I'm tired of going up and down the road, taking them. So I stay where I'm at because <laughs> it's not fair. But anyway, um, all you who have a village out there, who have uh, people who can help you with your kids whenever you need it, don't take it for granted. Do not. Like, enjoy that respect that and don't take it for granted because there are a lot of people out there like me who don't really have that village. You know, my husband and I, we can say that we raise our kids, our damn selves. We can say that because if 
we can't go because we don't have nobody to keep our kids, then guess what? We won't go or we'll take them with us. And we've come to the conclusion where when we go places, it's a damn family affair. (laughs) That's just how it is. So our kids is getting older, especially, you know, our 12-year-olds. So let me tell you something. When my babies get to a point in life where they can take care of themselves, mama and daddy, we gone. We going to enjoy life as long as we can. And these kids... Don't think about having no babies because grandma and granddaddy is not keeping no kids. I'm not repeating the cycle of what my grandmother did raised me. I'm not doing that because I felt like my husband and I really didn't have enough time to do the things that we really wanted to do, do things that we should have done, you know, before we had kids. And I know we met a little later in life, but we there was a lot of things that we need to explore you know, lonesomely. Yeah. So um, don't have no babies because we're not sitting home babysitting while you go and enjoy your life because we got to enjoy ours as well. So that's just a little meant to know when I tell my boys all the time, don't have no babies because mother ain't babysitting. <laughs> you feel me? So yes, as you can tell, this mother is a little overwhelmed. But guess what? I love my babies no matter what. Yeah, they may get on my nerves, but I love them. I wouldn't do anything to steal them wrong or do them bad. They're my babies. But they get on my goddamn nerves. I need somebody to come get them. And when do I get some rest? Well, honey, let me tell you, you never get rest. Because while they're young, they're on your hand. And this is one thing I always remember my mama telling me because her mother told her this. When the kids are young, they're on your hand. But when they get older, they're on your heart. And I'm starting to understand that because I have my own kids now. My son is 12 years old about to go out and explore this world because he's preteen. And there's going to come a point in time he's going to come home and he's going to ask us, hey, can I go out to the game with my friends? Can I go hang out with my friends? I'm going to be scared as hell, but I'm going to have to let him go. And that's when he's going to be on my heart because I'm worried about him. I'm, I'm making sure that he's okay because this world It's no good. It's scary. It's scary for us as adults and black. It's scary. So those are things that, you know, we got to face. But we have the conversations um, with them. You know, he he knows right from wrong. And I just hope that he takes that and he does the right thing, you know, when he's out there. But you never get any rest. I haven't got any sleep since I had kids. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't had sleep uh, for 12 years now. Like, yeah, the most sleep I get is until like eight, maybe 10 o'clock on a Saturday or a Sunday. <laughs> but um, my 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 time is constantly consumed by 
I work as well. I work a nine to five. So I work when I get off my nine to five. I, you know, make sure that the house is good. Food is cooked. Kids come home, make sure that everyone's doing their homework. If they stay up for a few hours and get them ready for bed. Me, I'm starting to do whatever it is around the house, podcast. Y'all know I'm double podcasting, um, business. Like it's so many things that has to be done. And I mean, a lot of times I don't get to bed till like, you know, one o'clock at night. But I said, I'm going to start trying to go to bed by 12, you know, just to, you know, make sure I get my rest and everything. But you don't ever really get rest <laughs> when you have kids. You don't. I'm not saying that to scare anyone, but it's it's just the truth. You never rest. And when you got a seven year old and he wakes up and he comes in your room trying to get him to knock, and he just come right on in. I'm just coming to check on y'all. Ah, uh, yeah, we're good. We're sleeping. Can you go back to sleep, please? <laughs> It's never rest. But guys, yes, please come get these kids. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this solo dolo on the E show with your girl, Model E. And I will check you guys out soon. Continue to follow me on Instagram at E and Friends Pod and on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end. And make sure you listen to us on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple, all those places you listen to podcasts, as well as watch me on YouTube on the Got What You Need Network. And that is G-W-U-N Space Network. Thank you guys for telling a friend to tell a friend about your girl. And bye.